Visit VoiceAmericaSports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Sometimes Rich we can't play ATS, so we are back for another good one. Uh, we got the guys. I got the guys back with me as usual. Coach B, camp from ATS. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, good morning fellas. What's uh, what's been going on since we last talked about everything? Coach B, I know you went to um, uh, Pennsylvania again. So how how that work out? Yeah, I went to Pittsburgh on Saturday. Had a workout with the Pittsburgh Top Power New Indoor New Arena Football Team. Uh, buddy of mine, give a shout out to Chris Siegfried, head coach up there. Went up there, had about 300 guys at the workout, man, only great time. You know, about, you know, handful of active ballers. The rest of them had a couple guys that looked like they came out off the couch that morning, had a couple of Krispy Kremes and came and tried to work out. Uh, and then, uh, you know, I had my press conference yesterday. I've accepted my uh, head coach position with the Lehigh Valley Steelhawks up in, um, Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. So, just on the back on the road, on the way back down to DMV. Actually, I just pulled into the DMV about 10 minutes ago. So uh, I'm back home for a couple, two more weeks, and I'm back on the road again. So that's what's going on with the uh, team. So you 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 done scrapped that already? Do well, I you know? had to. Really. Do what? The, the high school team. What you, what you no, gonna no, do with no. that? That's that's fall, man. My 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 game starts in spring. So you know my fall my fall job is on my high school. My Vernon. I ain't leaving. Oh, okay. Okay. You know, there's two different seasons there, football and spring. So, I oh, great. Ken from the ATL, what's going down? Oh, man, it's always good in the ATL. You know, just out here representing, trying to represent this Pac-10 in the, uh, in the SEC country out here. Looks like we might finally get ourselves a Pac-10 contender for the national championship this year. Looks like Oregon might be in the driver's seat. Why is Oregon in the driver's seat? Why, why is not Boise State? How, how do you uh, just jump over there? They are ranked number one. Uh, well, they actually uh, uh, might be predicted to be the number one ranked team in the country when it comes to the BCS, according to the uh, uh, preview polls coming out. Look like it's going to be Boise State number one and Oregon number uh, two with uh, TCU at number three. Believe it or not, Alabama is not even considered in the top five. I think they got to rank as far as low as eight in the country when it comes to the BCS. Yeah, so they might I might say they hit the well, you know, they, they had to keep them in the top ten. Even though been, they've been number one for quite some time, for um, for a lot of weeks, they had to keep them in the top ten to at least give them another try if teams fall off. Give them another try at the national championship. And, that's, and again, to me, that's just the politics in it, man. Yeah, I can already see what the argument is already going to be coming already when the real selection show is actually going down this weekend, uh, ESPN primetime at 8.15 on ESPN, they're going to run down the BCS uh, uh, rankings uh, this weekend, and they actually said they're going to predict Boise State at number one. I'm going to have a problem with this, and I know most of America is going to have a problem with this, especially when you say, okay, who has Boise State beaten in the top ten to deserve this kind of ranking? And you talk about somebody that's only beaten, uh, what, uh, Oregon State team who's who's not even ranked in the top ten? 
But yeah, you know but who, who are the top ten being by also in the top ten? You got Ohio State plays no who, one. Who is Ohio State beat this in the top ten? Ohio State plays no one in the Big Ten. Uh, who is that? Oregon who's having an impressive showing. Uh, I like what they're doing over there. But Boise State has been so consistent for the past five years. You got to at least give these guys a chance to win a national championship. I don't see them losing the rest of their games. Uh, but when they played Virginia Tech and they had to go to a neutral site first game of the season. The, I think uh, they were ranked number eight when they beat Virginia Tech. They were Barely ranked, uh, was it, I thought it was a little, a little better than that. But they were ranked in the top ten. Uh, but all the prognosticators saying, uh, let's see if they, how, they, how they match up well against a real team that plays real, real games and stuff like that. But Boise State been doing this for four or five years. You ask these guys come there, don't lose a game, work hard, and maybe you'll have a shot at the national championship, but that never happens. Then when they get in these bowl games and they play teams like West Virginia, they play teams that uh, are nationally ranked like Oklahoma, and they beat these guys. Then they find a way to keep them out of that top two because as far as their schedules go down, they're not going to lose a game. They shouldn't lose a game. As far as their schedule, I think they may have Utah or maybe maybe they're the next challenge. But as long as they're number three, Ohio State and Oregon doesn't lose any games. Then you, they'll, they'll find a way to put Nebraska, TCU up there, and even maybe Oklahoma, just so these guys don't play for a national championship and everybody say, well, they had a weak schedule, so they should they, they don't deserve it. Now, Ken, I know where you're going to count that Virginia Tech game. Remember, this is a Virginia Tech team that right after they uh, barely lost to Boise State, went and got beat down by James Madison. I know, but that's what I'm complaining about what happened after the week. It happened what happened that week when they when Boise State beat the snot out of Virginia Tech on national TV. They beat them on national TV, went there, went to D.C., beat them on national TV, and this was a game that wasn't a beat down. That was only really, what, a seven, ten-point game, I believe it was. It was a ten-point game. They beat a seven-point team. Virginia, ranked, Virginia Tech was ranked a little higher than uh, Boise at the time. So I think they were ranked third, as a matter of fact. Third. It was, it was ranked third in the country. Yeah, third or fourth in the country. Now, what Boise State and Virginia Tech does after the fight, that's on them. Virginia Tech loses. So now they put they water down to win that Boise State beats Virginia Tech was not so not such a good football team. They watered down that win because they lose to James Madison a week later. Well, we've saw matchups like that. You remember Appalachian State beats uh, Michigan. We, there's going to be those wins and losses every year in, in uh, NCAA. But my, my, my point is, and I, I think uh, uh, what you said, Ken, is going to be a lot of people that are not going to agree with you. I won because I think Boise State deserves a chance, man. I, I would like to see those guys play for a national championship. Now, if they play for a national championship and they beat the number one team or they beat the number two team, what kind of validation will you give them? None. Well, we got to give the recognition that they deserve over the last four or five years. This is a this is a team that hasn't lost a game in two years, one game in the last three years, and I believe only two three games in the last four years. So we yeah we do got to give them that recognition. But do we want to see this team play um, more top? 20 teams like uh, a, a Utah, who they got to play, who's actually cracked the top 10 now. We need to see them play more teams like this because this is the only thing that voters care about. Who yeah. have you beaten lately that's ranked in the top 10? It, it okay. Let me go, let me go, let me go here. Anymore. Let me go here. It's who you beat me, in the top 10. Let me say something, please. All right, you tell me, uh, all of a sudden now, Oregon's, all, Oregon's looking good in the Pac 10. Who else in the Pac 10 is worth a dog on? Stanford, uh, maybe. Arizona. Is uh, that it? Stanford. Who? 
Um, but you put those in the top ten, and then you still generate, because this is all about money, in my opinion. Then you take those 11 through uh, 20, and you put them in big bowl games. You put uh, Utah, Michigan State, uh, Florida State, Arizona. You put Oklahoma State in big bowl games. Then you send, uh, Then you play these games 20 through 25, 21 through 25. You're probably going to need more, um, more teams, so maybe 21 through 30. And you put them on Christmas Day. You put them on those first of the December games, 17, 24, 25. You put those on and then January 30th. You put them on those games. They still going to make their money. But now I'm saying this to say, give these guys a chance. Who's like Boise State, who's number three, and they're going to try to keep them at three. They don't want Boise State or TCU getting that uh, national championship because it goes back to who have they played. Mm-hmm. Now I don't know what you guys uh think about that, course, but you know I mean I, I can agree. You know, let's with do this. We'll take a break. We'll, we'll come back and talk about that, but we'll talk about that and we'll and we'll move on to something else. But I do want to get you guys' opinion on that and, and see what you how would you fix that up? NCAA and if you was generating so much money and making so much money, Kwame lots of sports. Rich and Kim from the AT, and we'll be back in two minutes. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Don't miss the show that gives you exclusive access to your favorite pro athletes off the field and in our communities. Join host Nick Murphy for Heroes Radio. Hear it directly from the source as we take you behind the scenes with your favorite stars. It's sports, community, entertainment, and fun. And it's all part of Heroes Radio. Tune in Friday afternoons at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific, only on the Voice America Sports Channel. You already get the general sports headlines and discussion on TV and radio. Tune in to The Blueprint with Randall Gatewood. Yeah, we'll cover all the general big-name stuff, too, but we go beyond the typical sports radio show to bring you the details you don't get anywhere else. We'll talk about the inspirational stories and the little-known successes. If you want creativity, The Blueprint is the place to be. Tune in every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to talk sports. 
with someone who definitely has an opinion, but respects yours as well. The beginning of every week is Crunch Time with Keenan Howry. We'll talk about what happened this weekend and what to look forward to next weekend. Keenan and his guests are ready to discuss the issues with you about football and sports in general. It's Crunch Time with Keenan Howry. Every Monday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. And make your voice heard. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's at Tough the shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. In camp from ATL. We are back. We we're talking about the uh, we're talking about college football and the rankings and how to fix this. Um, what we say these pre, these rankings, Associated Press, coaches poll, and, and stuff like that. And and I and I ask you guys, how would you do that first one through ten, then eleven through twenty, as far as bowl games are concerned and playoffs? Um, you guys speak on that. Okay, well, not at one time, but uh, all at the same time, but. Hey, I feel that you know you, you, you gave you gave a good scenario one through ten, and they uh, play off and and then the uh, rest of them get all the rest of the bowl games up until the top thirty. And one through ten, the first two one two C get a bye week the first week, and the other game, the other four games, got four games and boom boom boom, and whoever comes out of that round robin gets to, gets to um, say the national championship, get to see that serious trophy. So it would only be. Um... It would only be uh, you say number one and number two team uh, ranking team sit out that first week, and yep. then three through seven, three through um, ten yeah. plays a bowl game. I mean, yeah, uh, four games. games. Yeah, yeah, four games, and then come down to after those four games, and you got three more. You got three games, and you got two games, and you got one game. You know they're gonna try to stretch something out like that. They try to make that a three four week process. That's, uh, that's so much more money though. That I mean that's. That's I know. That's what I'm saying. More dollars to their to their to the schools. That's what I'm saying. They try to stretch something out like that, and that and it's crazy. But I think it, you could do this in two weeks. You could do this in well, three like weeks. Bowl games. Well, bowl games. Bowl games take uh, a month long, right? From time from the seventeenth. No, actually, they don't. They take three weeks. Some of them, go. Some of people end in, in some people end the third, second, third week in November. They don't play till the first week in January. Well, oh, I, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like Ohio State, three, four weeks. Yeah. So I like mean, Ohio State sits around and do nothing already. It's easy to win the uh, Big Ten. There's nobody in there. True. Ain't nobody in the Pac Ten either. This year, you don't think Arizona playing pretty good football? I know they Arizona, lost. Uh, Arizona is a team that just beat Iowa. Iowa team who's considered who was considered uh, no, who was ranked eight at the time when they went to Arizona. Arizona beat this team. Right. Give Arizona some credit. Arizona beat this team in Arizona behind a great touchdown performance game by Nick Foles. The quarterback for Nick Foles is the real deal. This man will be at the next level next year. Yeah. All right. Well, let's. Unless y'all got anything, any other, I, know, I didn't hear Ken's opinion on uh, the bowl situation. But other than that, let's talk some. Uh, let's talk some Monday Night Football. You guys check check that out. No, I didn't check it out. Monday Night yeah. Football, Brett Favre. 
he had a chance to win the game, man. Really, he did. He had a chance to win this game, and then in, in uh, Brett Far fashion, he throws the interception. Um, how many times have we seen this at the last minute on a, a game-winning drive? Uh, you got a chance to win this game. Who else throws the interception? We saw this, this last night. We saw it the first game of the season against the Saints. And we saw it, what, last game of the season last year for the National for the NFC Championship against the Saints. How many times are we going to see this over and over, the last drive to win the game, Brett Favre throws the touchdown? I think it's just time to go ahead and say, Favre, it's time for you to retire. Now you got this whole Jim Sturger situation all in your head. It's just it's distraction to the team. I think, I think Favre should just really just sit down, retire now, give up the range to either uh, Tavar Jackson or Roosevelt so their team can move on. I think uh, I, I agree. I agree 100%. The Minnesota Vikings move a lot further if they don't have that controversy or that or the nonsense they have before the season even starts. Is Brett Favre coming back? Who cares? He coming back. Stop making a story out of it. If he comes back, he comes back. Don't make a story out of it. Don't distract your players. I think if the – uh, you put those one of those quarterbacks in, they move a lot further because now there's no co- quarterback controversy. Now you got guys uh, trying to win the football games instead of running certain plays and bringing in certain guys uh, for Brett Favre to make those type of plays. But at the end of the game, before that, he had a, a um, he had a receiver wide open. He had a receiver wide open. He overthrows him. He overthrows that guy. Then he comes back and throws the interception. This is Brett Favre. Whatever he has on his mind. Then that's, do you put it on Brett Favre? He can go out there and play because he apologized to the team beforehand. Or do you put this on a coach? you got a lot on your mind. You're not getting it done. This is not a team. This is a game they should have won. You bring in Randy Moss, you can't use Randy Moss in a two-minute drill because he don't know the offense. And Randy Moss in a two-minute drill opens up a lot of things uh, for that uh, Minnesota Vikings offense. And then you don't run the ball enough for Adrian Peterson. <clears throat> now, well, I don't know well, you guys are first of all. First of all, I, I'm gonna go back to the very beginning game, and I made I made a statement on my Facebook page last night. I don't understand how a man can get four game suspension and come out and be be a captain on the team. Antonio Holmes. Antonio Holmes. I don't get that. Yeah, well, that's Rex Ryan, and there's no rules applying to what Rex Ryan do over there. You see what he did with Braylon Everson. He got a uh, DUI. Um, he comes back. Did suspend him for the game. All he did was miss the quarter. He was gonna miss the quarter anyway. They didn't throw to him anyway. So when they do, they throw a touchdown. He figured that's punishment enough. You don't get to play the first half of a football game. But that's Rex Ryan and, and how he does things over there. Um, I guess you figure these guys, their off the field stuff is their off the field stuff. But when they out there on the football field, they play football. Now, I'm not saying I agree with it, but yeah, how do you come out and be a captain? True. And then he drops. So and then he dropped balls that was. Uh, you know, Sanchez footballs there where these guys are supposed to make these plays. And he drops these balls. He and Bray- Braylon Edwards. But I think all, as far as the Minnesota Vikings go, I don't, I don't see – I think they'll move a lot further, man, if Brett Favre is not in the equation. I think getting Randy Moss back was, uh, was a huge deal for them. But uh, Tavares Jackson could throw to Randy Moss. He could throw to all those receivers over there. Uh-huh. Yeah, and then you got Sidney Rice coming back. I mean, you got Darian, Percy Harvin. Randy Moss. I mean, by the time those guys get back, these teams will be will be clicking on all cylinders. But right now, you're talking about before Sidney Rice comes back, you might suffer at least two or three more losses, and that's going to be a watch for the season right there. Put this team in, in contention to, to to get into the playoffs by sitting far down now. They need to make changes and stop 
making excuses for this guy, and that's exactly what the guys in the booth was doing last night. If this was any other team, any other quarterback going with Brett Favre is going through now, this guy would have been benched. Right, right. And I, I, I don't know if it's about this guy getting, um, what was it, 770,000 yards or when he's trying to put the numbers out of reach, so guys like Peyton, not Peyton, yeah, Peyton Manning does not reach these numbers. Peyton Manning is going to probably break all Brett Favre's records, but Brett Favre keep coming back to put him out of reach. I, I, I can't think of any other reason why he want to come back and play football. Now, you got a pass for a game, but come on, man, what's this, your 20th year? He throws 500, uh, 500 touchdowns. Uh, Give me a question, Kwon. Go ahead. If somebody offers you right now $20 million to come back and play, wouldn't you go? Yeah. Okay. To do what Brett Favre does to make the controversy, it's 70,000 yards, 500 touchdown passes. Um, every athlete, let me tell you this, every athlete thinks he or she still can play when their time is up. So if somebody gives you uh, or offers you $20 million, then that, that already solidifies your thoughts that, well, yeah, I can still play, so they think I can still play too. Now, I mean, who goes, who's going to turn down that not to do anything? He's going into an offense he knows. He's got weapons around him. I think he just refused to use them all, hand the ball off until we can run, pass the ball. Like Ken said, he got Sidney Rice coming back. Uh, Percy Harvin's right there, who he overthrew last night. Could uh, If you look at that, he catches that ball. If you look down the field, he's running for days. He's probably still running now. Then you add on to a, uh, a Randy Moss. So, yeah, I'm going to come back. If I think somebody, if somebody asks me that type of money and I feel like I still can play, that's why Jordan came back so many times. Why Jordan thought he could play baseball. Yeah, I, I will come back to answer your question. But as far as an organization is concerned, what the coaches need to do, man, they need to um, move on without this Brett Foss saga every year. And then he has something else going on with this text messenger stuff. <clears throat> now, that's just my opinion on that. When you guys... You guys may have a different uh, outtake on it. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not all into the, what else, what's going on on the text message and all that stuff. I'm bigger fist well, I, I know Ken was. Uh, Ken was on that for a minute. Um, the text yeah. message. Yeah, the text message. I mean, uh, this is. Uh, I mean, I mean, haven't we learned this before already with the whole situation with? Uh, and wait a minute, hold on. And this is not even the first time. Now we got reports. That, okay. There was another incident before with Brett Favre and uh, uh, the masseuse uh, therapist that they had that was working uh, for the Jets at, at the time also. Now they're coming out. Now you're getting ready to uh, open yourself up to frivolous lawsuits, more distractions, more women getting ready to start coming out. It seems like another deja vu Tiger Woods situation all over again. Uh, you had to go before your family, apologize to your family. They said that he was crying with tears, sorry, been a distraction. But this is something that was taking place, what, two years ago when you was with the Jets. But now you're sorry. You now, know, so. now, they guarantee they come out now to answer that question. He's going to uh, retire. What question? Why does it, it come out now? <clears throat> it's like Monica Lewinsky, man. Why is she still had a dress with some stains on it? It's coming out now because she feels like she can capitalize on it. Why else would you hold something? A text message, shoot, I delete my text message every other day, like just to clear my phone out. Not that there's anything crazy in them, but just to clear my phone out. Now, why would she hold something on in her phone for two years? 
because she felt like she didn't capitalize on it. Oh, yeah. And just like uh, any other person with a motive, they feel like they didn't capitalize on something. So I don't see any... I don't see any other reason why you hold a bunch of text messages to a certain for a certain amount of time if you don't plan on doing anything with them. No, and that's exactly what the masseuse therapist, the masseuse therapist, she didn't even think about bringing up no type of uh, uh, lawsuit or, or uh, uh, a complaint against Brett Favre until after Jen Sturgeon made hers. So we're going to take a break, man. We'll come back. We're going to do a minute with Ken. You ready for that? We got a minute with Ken. Ken, yep. Just call a lot of sports. As Rich McKean from the ATS show, we'll be back in about two minutes. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. Are you ready to go green? You've asked and we've heard you. Voice America presents the Green Talk Network. Environmental topics are at the forefront of our society, and the Green Talk Network is here to keep you up to date on the latest trends and new innovations for the eco-conscious lifestyle. We'll help promote a variety of ideas on the environment, from global warming issues to how you can become more eco-friendly in your daily activities. Be a part of the solution, not the problem. Visit the Green Talk Network page on voiceamerica.com and tune in to help spread the green. Get ready to go inside the minds and behind the scenes with the top professional athletes, celebrities, and music entertainers. It's a sports show like no other. Keeping it real. Keeping it real with former NFL wide receiver Jarris McIntyre is real talk with in-depth interviews, topical discussions, and a whole lot of comedy. You'll hear from the entertainers, the athletes, and the fans. Keeping it real. Keeping it real with Jarris McIntyre is broadcast live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. It's all Arizona, all over the world. If you're a local Arizona high school sports fan or if you're a transplanted fan somewhere else in the world, have we got a show for you. The first Internet sports radio talk show focusing solely on high school sports is The Coach's Corner with Scott Lovely. Tune in to talk about your favorite teams, players, or coaches. It's 100% Arizona high school sports coverage and a little bit more. Tune in Mondays at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern to the Voice America Sports Channel. We some hard hitters. We some hard hitters. Hard hitting radio is a new kind of sports and entertainment show. Your hosts are NFL veterans Mark McMillan and co-host Byron Evans. It's an hour of hater-free radio every week. You'll hear interviews with top athletes, celebrities, coaches, and fans. It's humor, hits, and conversation. Hard Hitting Radio is on with McMillan and Evans. Listen Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports... Sports. Welcome back to the Kwame 
Molasses Boy, sometime Rich with Ken from the ATS Show. We're going to come back with a minute with Ken, but I'm about to go into the studio and get that uh, my intro and outro changed out, fellas. Let me know what kind of music y'all want coming in and going out so I can go to the studio and get that fixed. Because they lazy over there. I know they could have fixed the music. Dion. All right, Ken, minute with Ken. Hey, minute with Ken today. Hey, this, today's minute with Ken is going to be about uh, somebody who's going to be considered a, a Hall of Famer, a legend, uh, Bobby Cox for the Atlanta Braves. Uh, last night was his final game after a, a stellar 25-year uh, managerial career with the Atlanta Braves and a career that stretched over 41 years total as a player and uh, coach and manager. Bobby Cox, uh, I mean, in a day where coaches only get two to three, four years to prove themselves now or they're out of the job, they're fired, this man has maintained his same position for the last 25 years and the last time he actually won a World Series was in 1995 with the Atlanta Braves. And, but if you look at this man went on a run of 16 straight years of winning the division, the pennant, even though they never made it back to the uh, World Series uh, game again after that, after they won the, well, I take that back, they did win it again in 99 when they lost to the New York Yankees. But Bobby Cox, who was never under fire, who was one of the most argumentative coaches managed in baseball, this man had the record for 158 ejections in baseball, would still maintain to keep his position uh, with the Atlanta Braves and decided to go out on his own terms when he wanted to retire and not under pressure from upper management or from uh, a stretch of losses they were uh, they went through for the last five or six years before that. Uh, in a game where you only got two years, four years to prove yourself, you're out, you're out of the job, this man maintained his job. What do you guys feel about managers that should be sticking around, uh, giving them time, giving them more than two to four years to prove themselves, giving them time to, to pick their players, groom their players, and bring them in and keep them there so they can win and keep their jobs? I think, personally, I think that's, how, that's what it's all about. I think it's a credit to the uh, ownership more than, uh, you know, the, uh, the situation itself. There's not a lot of owners that have that patience because they have these owners meeting and they got to look at each other in the face and say, where's your national cha- Where's your uh, World Series? Where's your national championship? Where's your Super Bowl? Uh, I think it's a credit to the owners to give this guy uh, that type of car blunts to where he can go out and get his players. And you make a good point. It's baseball. Go out and groom those players. Go out. He knows they have a farm system. Uh, Bobby Cox did an excellent job. Unfortunately, the Giants beat these guys and, and, and sent them on their way. But he's more. He put me in the mindset of more. My state is more of a uh, uh, what is it? Joe Parr out in Penn, uh, Penn State. Uh, mm-hmm. This guy is going out on his own terms, and when he's winning, he's winning. When he's down, he's down. But the organization stuck behind him the whole way and let him groom players, let him get this team. But he's, he seems like he's always had the Braves under control. I know growing up, a lot of guys in my neighborhood was uh, Atlanta Braves fan, and I was I was a Mets guy. Um, but the Braves have always been right there and always had a competitive team, uh, and, and that's, that's a credit to what Bobby Cox has done throughout his years there. True that. And that's what you got. That's <laughs> is that what you got to say about that. That's all I got to say about that. Oh, uh, uh, well, as, as always, a minute with Ken is always good. Always good. Appreciate that, Ken. Um, Minute with Kansas, that's 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 a topic in itself. We can talk about those, man. Mm-hmm. But let me ask you guys yeah, a question. Let me let's go to um, the, let's go to the Forty uh, ers Give me your assessment on what this what is going on with this team, who has a pretty good defense. They got a defense that competes with 
some of the best defense in the league. But what's going on with this offense where they have the weapons and they're just not getting done? Goal's not, goal's not breaking those long ones, and you don't have to break one. All you need to do is pound, pound, pound. But what, what is going on with this team? Uh, they have a receiver core over there that's outstanding. So do you, do, does it go to the um, – does it go to that quarterback position? And Alex Smith, who's still there, and I think they have cars as a backup. What is what is going on with these guys? And they just lose to count. They just lose to Philadelphia when Kevin Cobbs gets the start. Uh, 27-24, they lose in camp. They lose at home. Uh, so what's going on with the Forty Nineers? Is this the most surprised team in the National Football League in you guys' opinion? Quarterback. That's where it starts. That that's that's the only weakness I see right now. Quarterback. I mean, you talk about a. Uh, a defense that's anchored by Patrick Willis, uh, Nate Clemens. Uh, I, 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 I just don't see anything else wrong with this team. I mean, you got solid at the receivers, Trace Morgan, Crabtree. Uh, you got one. You got the best tight end, uh, if not one of the best top three tight ends in football. You got Frank Gore, who's probably top three, top four running backs in NFL. Uh, you look at the mistakes that this team makes every time they're driving down. Um, kind of remind me of another Favre situation. He does great at. Not a point drop the game, but it's at that time when you really need this guy, uh, you know, during a, a game-winning driver. So he throws the interception. Uh, quarterback, I think it's time to make a change. Let's give the over, number one overall quarterback, uh, David Carr, uh, another chance. Well, I, I think um, they made some changes as far as offense. Uh, they fired the uh, offense or demoted, demoted the offense of a play-calling guy, and um, that didn't spark the team because they still so has to follow leadership on the – on the quarterback situation, you got to be able to take over games. At this point in his career, he should be able to take over games. And sometimes when he, I don't know what he's doing or what he's thinking about when that guy's under the center. He had a play. I watched the Philadelphia uh, 49ers game. He had a play where he dropped back. If you just throw it away, you let him fight another down. If you just take the sack, you fight another down. He puts the ball. The ball is in his chest, fumbles. They pick it up and run for a touchdown. He single-handedly loses games on his own just by his play. And, and I don't know why um, Singletary hasn't changed him yet. He's, I guess he wants to stick to his guns. But then you got the um, the president, uh, Jay York, predicting they win a division. Now, I'm not going to say he's far-stretched. They are sitting 0-5. That's not, him saying they're going to win a division is not far-stretched because that defense have been playing football. All the offense has to do is not turn the ball over. And then the defense don't have to play such a such a uh, in a position where they feel like they always, always got to make a play because they had that play. I think it was the Atlanta game when uh, Nate Clemens had the fumble. I think it was Nate Clemens picked up the ball, intercepted the ball. He's trying to score. He thought he gets strips by um, Roddy White. Um, but that's the defense trying to make a play, not wanting to put it in a situation in the offense to turn the ball over again. And so if the offense can step up a little bit and match the intensity that the defense has, these guys are winning some games. So when, uh, when the owner, the president, Jed Yorks uh, for the 49ers say, we will win the division. I mean, that's not far stretched because this is probably the worst division in the National Football League right now, the NFC uh, South. I mean, I'm sorry, the NFC West, where you have the St. Louis Rams, Seattle Seahawks. You have uh, Arizona Cardinals in here who's, who's etching our games and have quarterback situations that they go, we have over here. Uh, and then you have uh, the 49ers who can match the intensity on defense with any of those teams I just mentioned. In my opinion, the Cardinals will win the uh, NFC South, NFC West. 
But the uh, 49ers are not, it's not a far stretch for the owner to say that, the president to say we will win a division. And if you win a division, that's what happens. You know, Mike, Mike Singletary gets his job security. Uh, they get in the playoff. Uh, so you, you guys have an assessment on that, that bold statement that he made for Jay York, and then just the offense, just the team itself, and the direction they've went in. And nobody predicted them to be 0-5. Well, I mean, okay, you understand that, you know, it ain't all the players. You got to look at the coaches, too. I mean, you know, Mike Singletary, you know, he is a hawk when it comes to on his players. And, you know, I look at, like, I didn't even watch the game on Sunday because it just didn't interest me whatsoever. You didn't watch any um, of the game, any parts of the game? I watched, like, five minutes of the game, very first part of it. After that, I think I fell asleep. You know, it's just a situation where Alex Smith, you know, at one point in time, I backed him up, and I said that he, I think he's a good quarterback. I think y'all remember me saying that. Uh, I don't think David Carr can come in and do any better. Mickey Mouse, I don't think Mickey Mouse could do it with his white glove on. I really don't. But so again, you, again, you know, you know, Frank Gore is there. Is there a horse? Michael Robinson is also there. Um, they just need to keep running the ball, and you know, maybe I don't know, man. Just they had a kid last year. What was it, Hall? Who was there with them? Who came in and won a couple games? But then Alex yeah. Smith came back and, and looked pretty good at the end of last year. No, it was it was Hill. It was Sean Hill. Hill, Hill, Sean Hill. Hill. Right. He's in Detroit right now. He's yeah. rolling. So, you know, the finger has to go on Mike Singletary sometimes, too. But the coach is not on the field. There's only so much you can do as a player, as a coach. You put these guys. Now, you tell me, I looked at these plays. Now, you say you didn't watch the game, but I looked at these plays. There are people open where he needs to get the ball to. He's holding the ball too long, Alex Smith. These plays are open, so the coaches can only do so much. They're not on the field. Half of the coaches in the league actually played, and, and, and that don't make them great coaches. But you, they're putting you in a situation where you can make plays because they always want to be in a situation where they can win football games. Yeah, I thought, I think you make that change. You own fire. And you live and die with this guy, then that's, that's on you. Then you live and die with your career as, as the head coach. But you make that change when the fans are calling for a car. And and the fans can't dictate how you how you run your team, but I don't see there's how Carr can do any worse. Than what uh, check this out, Kwame. We've already saw this happen already. First, they, they blamed on the play calling of the offensive coordinator. The one that your boy Mike Singletary went on the line saying, "No, this guy is going to stick around for the rest of the season." Well, I guess evidently must have came higher than Mike Singletary. They got rid of the offensive coordinator. Now you got somebody else calling the plays. Now, that seems like it's not the problem. So guess what? Next is going to be the problem. It's going to be Mike Singletary. Let's right. not hope that Mike Singletary don't get the same treatment that just happened here with his last office coordinator. You're taking the blame. Okay, it's not, it's not the play calling's fault. We got, the, we got the plays coming in quicker now, so it must be Mike Singletary's fault. Unless you're going to change quarterbacks or you're going to change coaches, something's got to give. Right. And then, here, look, check these numbers out. Smith, obviously, threw – 25 for um, 39, 309 yards. Now, those are great numbers, three touchdowns. But he has two interceptions. His two interceptions, if you throw that ball in many times, you may get two interceptions. But they're at the wrong time. Frank Gore, obviously, not running the football. 18 attempts for 52 yards, that's not running. Then you got Westbrook over there. Run the screen. That's what Westbrook is good at, running those screens. That's what Philadelphia came out to. The old Philadelphia-style offense was throwing screens. They had about, in the first quarter, about four screens. Crabtree and Davis, you got to get the ball to Davis a whole lot more than you are. He's got five receptions for 104 yards. Uh, but nobody can check this guy. 
Corners can't check him. Safeties can't check him. Most some safeties are too slow to check him. This guy's runs a 4-4. Linebackers can't check him. He's just as big as those guys. He run away from them. Crabtree had good numbers. But he, he's spreading the ball around enough, whereas the turnovers at the point he, they are happening, they're at the wrong time. He can't, he can't allow that. And this is, this is why he loses the game. And can't I agree? If you're going to fire the offensive coordinator and now you're the play caller or whomever's the play caller and you're still not getting it done offensively, then uh, then all the, all the onus is going to fall on you. And then it's your job on the line. Yeah, And it's about to get even uglier this weekend because guess what they got? The Raiders, who's considered one of the, the Raiders. Raiders teams I, in the I, I got them beating the Raiders, but the Raiders are not any slouch. So I think when Greg Gowski coming in, he did get benched, and Campbell came in, Rich's boy, uh, came uh, in and did a great job. He came in and did a job. Yeah, but see, y'all, right, man, we're going to take a break. Let's, let's go into break. We'll come back with that last segment. This is Quam Live Sports. Sometime Rich with Ken from the ATS show. We'll be back in about two minutes. to the pros we, we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports get ready to talk sports with someone who definitely has an opinion but respects yours as well the beginning of every week is crunch time with keenan howry we'll talk about what happened this weekend and what to look forward to next weekend keenan and his guests are ready to discuss the issues with you about football and sports in general it's Crunch Time with Keenan Howry every Monday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. And make your voice heard. Every Monday, tune in after the weekend games for Locker Room Views with Arturo Freeman. It's a sports show that'll keep you talking. We'll go inside the minds and lives of world-class athletes and hear about their views, opinions, and life experiences about the world of sports. Your host, former NFL great Arturo Freeman, will present an action-packed hour every single week. Arturo Freeman, Locker Room Views, is live every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Are you ready to go green? You've asked, and we've heard you. Voice America presents the Green Talk Network. Environmental topics are at the forefront of our society, and the Green Talk Network is here to keep you up to date on the latest trends and new innovations for the eco-conscious lifestyle. We'll help promote a variety of ideas on the environment, from global warming issues to how you can become more eco-friendly in your daily activities. Be a part of the solution, not the problem. Visit the Green Talk Network page on voiceamerica.com and tune in to help spread the green. to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports welcome back to the kwame live sports sometime rich with camp ACL show we are live with the last segment we were talking about the raiders and the uh 49ers actually 49ers uh off the air we had a discussion about ken you know he actually think the Raiders will beat the San Francisco 49ers. 
And they probably will. They can. But uh, it's time for the, in my opinion, it's time for the uh, 49ers to win a football game. They're on fire. This is it's somewhat of a rivalry. Um, all they do is a bridge separate these two guys, these two teams. Um, but I think they have to pull it off this time. And and the, and the point was made also off there that the conference is wide The division is wide open. Division mm-hmm. is. Oh, last year we talked about uh, who won the division and what they went and wanted with. And don't be surprising if it's an eight and eight or a seven and nine. But I think the Cardinals won last year at uh, nine and seven. So what teams want to do now is get in the playoffs. That solidifies most of these coaches' jobs for the next season. But at some point, you just can't creep and crawl into the playoffs and get thrown away. Because I remember the Cardinals getting into the playoffs last year, and I think it was 9-7, and and then giving up uh, 100-some points in the last two games on defense. Giving up 100-some points on defense. Uh, I think it was 49-52 and 52 or 51, something like that, um, and losing the game. So, uh, you know, that, that's what it is. I got the I got the uh, 49ers pulling it out this week against the Raiders. Um, but the Raiders, who rallied back to beat the Chargers, guys, everybody knows that the uh, San Diego Chargers, uh, they win games late in the season. But you can't put yourself behind the eight ball like that. And the Chargers losing to two teams, they, they, I really believe uh, they should have beat. They lost to the Raiders. They lost to, well, I know they came back and beat Jacksonville. They lost to the Chiefs first game. They lost to the Chiefs. Now people don't think the Chiefs for real. So uh, the Chiefs played a good game against the Indianapolis Colts. So I don't that they they are playing football over there. Uh, credit to uh, Ty Heat and his uh, New England staff. You know his whole co- coaching staff from New England. So they didn't lose the Patriots of the Midwest. But uh, the Chargers, man, why is these guys uh, not winning football games? Is it because of Ladainian? Is it because of uh, uh, who, was that? who else is holding out? The receiver still holding out? Uh, they just signed an offensive tackle, uh, Neil, uh, to a five-year extension, so he's finally there. But now you got to get this guy back in game shape. So that was one of the problems right there was the offensive line was just uh, a hindrance with the, without him. But, hey, one player don't make the team, though, so it's got to be more blame than that to go around. And one player doesn't make the team, but when you got a guy like, let's say LaDainian Thomas, when you got it and everybody thought he was slipping, and maybe you need to change your environment, you know, which he's playing well in in the New York Jets uniform. Let's say a guy like Randy Moss, he doesn't make the team, but he, he, he commands a lot of attention where it opens up everything else for everybody else. And they got one of their best offensive tackles back. They still need, is it uh, Chris Chambers? They still Now, Malcolm Floyd has... 200-something yards reception out of eight passes. So all they're doing is throwing deep. So where's the run game? You can't throw. If you're a one-dimensional team, let's say you do get in the playoffs, you're not going to win football games being one-dimensional. You have to be able to run a football. And guys, and somebody like LaDainian uh, commands that because he was already still a threat if he touched the football. He just wasn't happy with his role, uh, how many touches he was getting last year. So it was time for him to move on. But then you got Antonio Gates, who's – always open. This guy finds a way to catch the ball. He looks like a receiver when he's going up until he comes down, and you know, oh, that was the tight end. Uh, so these guys need to start winning football games. They need to start winning football games uh, earlier than later. Uh, Noah Turner always saves his jobs when he get, uh, you know, he'll go, he'll go on a 6-2 and two run. He'll lose, um, he'll lose about four games or five games that he, he, they should have destroyed teams. They should have destroyed teams by 20, 30 points. And then they come back and um, he'll win. You know, he'll win six to six games in a row. 
not how Vincent Jackson is really showing his toll, taking his toll on the San Diego Chargers. Well, don't you think that's the only – is that the ownership? Was just trying to play hardball? I don't think Vincent Jackson – Vincent Jackson didn't have two DUIs. But he did. He got two DUIs off the field. But at the same the time, it's an image, would, it's an image thing with, with uh, every, all the teams. So Vincent Jackson not being there, he's not having more weapons. That, that opens up everything. Because you got Antonio Gates, you can flex him out. You got Vincent Jackson, put him back out there. And you got Malcolm Floyd, who's not a bad receiver. But then the running backs they drafted, they got a guy from San Diego State. He's actually pretty good. I was saying it was a Fresno State, I think it was. Uh, Fresno State, Ryan, Ryan Matthews. Right. And it, but they, they still seem to be so one-dimensional. Yeah, you can look too at much the, pressure um, on that rookie. Say it again? There's too much pressure on that rookie to carry the, uh, 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 the ball like that for that team after you just you know lost LaDainia Thompson, who's probably one of the, uh, who is the best that would ever ran the ball for San Diego. That's, that's a lot of pressure for that young man. Yeah, because he only had uh, he only ran the ball nine times, uh, fifty nine yards. That's not gonna get it done. That's not even making an effort to run. So there's really no play, no play action. So what Philip Rivers throwing four hundred thirty one yards, two touchdowns was outstanding. By that is he didn't throw an interception, but they lost the football game. So there's really no play action. It's drop back or he's in a shotgun. That's a one dimensional team. You can game plan that with your eyes closed. And uh, again, Malcolm Floyd has 213 yards. Come on, man. If he's that good with eight receptions, as long as being 55, then you bring in uh, Jackson put him on the other side. You open up – you destroy teams at this point. You don't lose games 27-35. You win those games. Then you can flex um, Antonio Gates out. Then that takes the pressure, which I think there's also pressure, Ken, on, the, uh, on Matthews. Then mm-hmm. you take a lot of pressure off this guy, and then he can get some type of confidence where – the uh, defense is so stretched because of the, who they have out there on the, on, at the receiver spots. Uh, you take a lot of pressure off the guy. Now he can hit holes. He can get those yards. He can get more than 59 yards a game. Well, you remember uh, with, with, with the time, with Daniel Thomas in last year, what's different from this year is even though Daniel Thomas wasn't cracking the 100-yard mark last year, but this man was also giving you uh, anywhere from 50 to 60 to 70 yards and receiving yards last year. Ryan yeah. Matthews can't give him that. He's not LaDainian Thompson. So you're, you, you lose, you're losing a lot of offense production not having a player like AJ Zachbeer versus Ryan Matthews. AJ Smith should be held accountable for how the San Diego Chargers are playing also. Yeah, and I think uh, what, what you got to think about this too. Darren Sproles, what he did last year on special teams and then and spilling uh, LaDainian Thomas, what he did was outstanding, man. So they felt like this guy can come back and do that and help this team uh, win, and then they can draft the running back that's just as good. I, I wouldn't say just as good as LaDainian. Nobody is really – any backs is just as good. But good enough to learn and grow because they was a pass-oriented team anyway. Um, all they had to do is uh, Darren Sproles get him out. Ken, you made a point that – uh, LaDainian last year was a pretty good receiver for them. But LaDainian's a running back. He wants to run the football. He didn't like the role he was playing as far as splitting his touches with uh, Darren Sproles. So that's what I think uh, A.J. Smith needs to be held accountable, like Rich said. There's a whole lot of what's going on out there. When he's trying to play hardball, he just don't see the atmosphere in the locker room. When you don't see the camaraderie with these guys, and all you're doing is looking at the numbers, well, we can say this number, this guy don't deserve this because he has a DUI. I know a lot of people got DUI, still got their office, front office jobs. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, that's just him playing hardball. That's, well, I don't know what grudge or what envy or what type of uh, animosity he has or holding against these guys, but it's going to happen long after he's done being a general manager. 
It happened long before he became a general manager. But he just, I, mean, I don't know what's his point, what's his hold-up point of getting this guy in to win football games. And then... Has the wake-up opportunity closed on him? I think so. I, I believe so because you shouldn't have to hear about this every year. You shouldn't have to hear about uh, the owners holding a guy out because, you know, he's... And this guy's not... DUI is bad. Don't get me wrong. DUI is bad. Okay, he, don't you think he's been punished? They put Mike Wiggins there for dogs. Come on, man. DUI? Get out of here. All right, fellas. Well, I appreciate you guys on coming on the show as always, holding it down with me. Um, any last words? I definitely can't hear the music. I can't hear no music, but everybody be safe one love. All right, man. Well, go ahead and break down that fan, Coach. All right, man. I'll hold you Check the Facebook. Fan, been blogging on there. Yeah, I'm going to check that out uh, right now as we speak. I'm going to send you guys something, too. All right, fellas. This is Kwame Lassie Sports. Sometime Rich, we came from the ATL show. We'll be back next week. Uh, check the, like Ken said, check the Facebook. He does a great job with that. Uh, you can find out what we got going on, what, what, what we're talking about. Previous shows and shows to come up. All right, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in this week. Come back next Tuesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The IS Outdoor 